Anyways, hey guys, welcome to our podcast. I'm Simran. I'm Jacob. I'm <laughs> Mackenzie. And I'm also Juan. So today we have Jacob on the show talking about the Bill of Rights. Hey Jacob, what's up? What's up, Simran? So glad that you can have me. Um, it's really an honor to get back on the show. I really hope I get an opportunity to share some of my uh, government knowledge and stuff. I think it's cool. So the First Amendment is obviously the First Amendment, which many people say that's the most important. Um, it's the freedom of speech, uh, freedom of religion, freedom of press, uh, the right to assemble, and the right to petition. So this is a very wide-ranging amendment. And it gives citizens the right to say what they want, believe in, ha- in whatever they want, um, hold public gatherings, meetings, and conventions, write and create any form of media, make petitions with the purpose to alter an unfair government as long as it does not take away another's natural rights, and other things such as that. Many cases involving this would be uh, the New York Times versus Sullivan. So Sullivan sued the New York Times for writing false information, but the court ruled that it had been proven that the uh, the New York Times had malicious intent. Um, often proving slander is the hardest, hardest thing to do because it is extremely hard um, to prove that someone has malicious intent. And often with slander, it's verbal, so you have to have definitive proof or else that person can simply deny it. Um, also, it gives... Um, it gives an opening for freedom of religion, so America is a democracy, not a theocracy. Um, like Mr. Daniels says, there will never be a first, first church of the United States. Also, freedom of speech is, is what allows us to say whatever we want, even if we say stuff like we don't like our government. Um, in many cases, um, in history, that was not the case. If you disagreed with your government, you had to suck it up or you were killed. So, cool beans. Um, Run. Now I know what you're thinking. What did I just listen to? I'll tell you what. Freedom. The Second Amendment in the Bill of Rights is the right to bear arms. It allows for private citizens to protect themselves from an overbearing government. Contrary to popular belief, it's not just because we like guns. And it's not just because we like to shoot things. Recently, the Second Amendment has come under a lot of fire, no pun intended, because of things like school shootings and a perceived rapid development in gun culture and extremism. Both sides can't agree that guns are part of our society and they both have a place. I think both sides can also agree that they are weapons and they need to be responsibly managed. I think both sides also need to come together and work out an agreement, um, whether that be gun registries, background checks, um, obviously banning automatic weapons and bump stocks. Um, like with the House Resolution 399 amending uh, Title 18 of the United States Code. Um, There will be some resistance from typically conservative groups and special interest groups such as the National Rifle Association, but in order to further protect ourselves, I think certain measures need to be made. The next article that we're going to be talking about is the Third uh, Third Amendment. It prohibits the forced housing of troops, otherwise known as the Quartering Act. Um, the home is typically perceived as an individual's sanctuary and the last line of defense, really, against an oppressive government. So the Third Amendment protects against the invasion of one's home. 
from the government's troops. The Quartering Act is actually a combination of two acts, one from 1769 that said colonists had to pay for British soldiers who were protecting them, and if the British soldiers wanted to, they could stay outside in barns and stables. The second one was passed in 1774, and that allowed troops to stay wherever they wanted. Citizens were forced to house British troops and feed them. It made people mad mad. Recently, though, it's kind of fallen out of use because... Soldiers have barracks and live on base or off base, typically. But you don't have to worry about them breaking into your home. The next amendment we're going to talk about is the Fourth Amendment. The Fourth Amendment is the right to be protected against unreasonable searches and seizures. If a policeman or other law enforcement official wants to investigate anything you're doing, they have to require a warrant signed by a judge or magistrate issued under probable cause to investigate. For example, a recent uh, recent case was Kylo versus the United States in 2001. It involved the police uh, monitoring Kylo's house because they suspected he was growing marijuana in the garage. The police used something called FLIR, or forward-looking infrared radar, to scan thermally uh, Kylo's garage. They found what they described as an abnormal heat signature and upon seizing the household and searching it they found marijuana kylo appealed because he said that the evidence was inappropriately obtained and upon his appeal the supreme court ruled five to four that he was correct the home is described as a very intimate area and so every detail of the home, including body shapes and heat distribution within one's home, is described as an intimate detail, which means police cannot use that as evidence unless they have probable cause beforehand. The next amendment we're going to talk about is the Fifth Amendment. The Fifth Amendment covers numerous topics, including grand jury, double jeopardy, self-incrimination, due process, and eminent domain, with the majority of these regarding the judicial process in America. A grand jury decides if a trial should be held and if there is enough evidence to say a person committed a crime. Double jeopardy is the idea that a person is protected from being tried for the same crime more than once. This is why in some cases when a person is found not guilty, if they decide to be really, really obnoxious, they can actually come out and admit that they were in fact guilty, but they are protected under the law because they cannot be retried. The most famous part about this amendment is the self-incrimination. A person has a right to refuse to testify against themselves. The next one is going to be the Miranda rights. This is what police have to say or before officially making an arrest uh, when they are uh, about to detain you. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you can, anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. Beforehand, police didn't necessarily announce that and Miranda versus Arizona overturned this. The last one regarding uh, any citizen charged with a crime will be given a fair trial that follows procedures. So there will not be any oddball quick courts or anything like that. The idea of eminent domain is what allows the government to essentially take a private citizen's um, real estate or property while providing them with some financial compensation. Um, oftentimes, though, despite a personal, uh, a personal citizen's protests, the government be all like, It's free real estate. The Sixth Amendment is the right to a speedy trial, fair jury, and attorney. 
Um, the right to a speedy trial consists of the idea that you can't uh, prolong a person's trial or uh, cause a detrimental procrastination of trying them. So it has to be within a relevant time frame of the crime or the accusing of the crime. Um, and most trials are actually public. So a lot of the trials are decided where people can see the outcomes of it and it's not just a closed-door session. That way people can uh, you know, see that everything's being done by the books and being fair. Fair jury is obviously um, you know, you have a jury that's very, very fair and impartial. Obviously um, back in the 1960s and such, these things weren't, weren't as common um, as we know from last year. Um, the case of Emmett Till, where the two white men that obviously murdered uh, Emmett Till, they were actually acquitted um, because they were tried by an all-white jury um, of their peers, but they were very lenient in um, dealing with that. Um, also, uh, including in this amendment, is the right to be informed of your charges, so I can't just say Simran's guilty and not tell her what she's guilty of. You have to be informed about what you're being accused of. Another one is the right to confront witnesses, so I can't just say that Mackenzie committed a crime and then not cite who my witnesses are. Um, you often have to label your friends, aka your witnesses, otherwise people would be making up things all the time like we're in elementary school. He said, she said. You also have a right to choose your witnesses carefully, so if you if you are in fact guilty, and maybe you want to pick a, a witness that definitely saw you not there. Well, maybe you want to pick them. Um, and finally, within this one, you have the right to choose legal counsel. Um, so you do have a right to a lawyer. Obviously, if you're well-versed in the law, you can all, uh, choose not to have an attorney represent you. But in most cases, it's, it's wise to have someone fluent in legalese. The next amendment is the seventh. It guarantees jury trial in federal cases. So the seventh amendment will allow a jury of peers that ensures that the courts have a real case against the one currently being tried, such as the Feltner versus Columbia Pictures Incorporated 1998 trial. After Columbia Pictures sued Feltner, he asked for a jury trial and was denied, and Columbia received statutory damages for copyright infringement. The courts ruled that the jury decides the damage price under the seventh amendment. The next amendment is going to be the Eighth Amendment. It protects citizens against cruel and unusual punishments. Um, obviously, we aren't going to have a jaywalker um, sent to death row. Um, typically, most states reserve that for capital crimes, not really misdemeanors. So murder, rape, um, stuff like that. The Ninth Amendment is the rights of the people are not limited to simply those in the Constitution. Um, Many anti-federalists thought the Bill of Rights would end up only giving the government more power that's not clearly mentioned. In modern day, courts use the Ninth Amendment as a way to provide and enforce rights that aren't talked about in the Constitution. Many states say that there are inherent rights that exist aside from the ones explicitly mentioned in the Constitution. Even though they are not listed, it does not mean that they can't be violated. Finally, the Tenth Amendment states that any power of the United States government not defined in the Constitution is reserved to the states themselves. Um, they cannot be prohibited by federal power, and this amendment defines the system of federalism used by the United States. It turns over a lot of um, inherent powers to the state governments, and it's why you have differing levels of state laws, local laws, and federal laws. 
thanks, Jacob, for being on the show. No problem, Simran. So overall, um, the Bill of Rights is pretty important. Obviously, it's to protect you from a government that is honestly, it's out to get you. Don't trust your government. Government's just here to hurt you. Um, rise up, gamers. We need to rise up. Um, the time is now. I think we lost Jacob. Um, okay.